Welcome to This Week in Crowder College, an in-depth look into how Crowder College students, faculty, and staff are working together so students soar to new heights, communities are impacted, and lives are changed. This Week in Crowder College is sponsored by the law offices of Wood and Peterson in Neo Show. Specializing in workers' compensation, personal injury, social security disability, and more. Learn more online at neoshowattorney.com. Now here's this week's edition of This Week in Crowder College. Welcome to a brand new week of This Week in Crowder College right here on 91.7 FM. Adam Winkler here with you. I'm joined this week by Stacy Dohan Lane. She is the director of the Youth Coding League. And Stacy, thank you so much for being with us. Oh, Adam, I really appreciate the opportunity to talk about our program with you and all your listeners. Well, tell us about what is the Youth Coding League starting off with? I'm so glad you asked. So the Youth Coding League, um, it's a complete learning program, and we built it here at the Codify Foundation on rural innovation out of Southeast Missouri. So we're your neighbors just over on the Mississippi side. Um, We built this complete learning program specifically for rural schools and organizations to make it really easy and attainable for them to introduce fifth through eighth graders to computer science and coding. Well, the the need for coders is out there, especially with the way that uh, our world works these days. And uh, um, tell me about the importance of getting these kids involved at an early age, because that could really spark some interest and some development for them at that early age to propel them onto the future. Oh, my gosh, yes. I'm so glad you asked. So we... Um, the Codify Foundation on Rural Innovation, and we've done this too in partnership with Crowder College. We also run a adult digital upscaling initiative called Code Labs. So while we were running Code Labs, we kind of realized like, gosh, it's hard to get women involved in Code Labs. I wonder why that is. So we went and dug into the research and, and found this middle school cliff. And it shows that the boys versus girls participating equitably in STEM disciplines uh, subjects are about even until you hit fifth grade, that middle school age group. And this is when we see big numbers of young ladies dropping out of all of those STEM discipline subjects. So we thought if we could launch this in fifth grade and get to these young ladies before that happens, before their participation really drops off that cliff, that we could start moving the needle and make sure that the industry sees more women involved in the software development industry, which is, you know, really writing the technology that is informing our lives more and more. That was the big inspiration behind starting in, in fifth grade. And two, um, even really under-resourced high schools are typically able to offer some sort of computer science or very basic coding type education. But it's so much more difficult for elementary schools to do that. So we thought that we could be the biggest helpers if we kicked off our program in fifth through eighth grade. And you're right. We we need more coders in our economies and we need them in our local economies. Mm-hmm. You know, just like y'all over there in the southwest side of the state, we don't want to see a rural brain drain happening anywhere in Missouri. We need those high-paying jobs happening in our communities. I think the average median wage in the whole state of Missouri is like 40 or 45K. But the average mean salary for software developers in the state of Missouri is well over that. Mm-hmm. So if we can keep those high-wage jobs in our communities, that rising tide is going to raise all boats. You know, now we're able to see more property tax revenues to our local municipalities, and it's just a big ripple effect. And we're keeping those individuals back home where maybe they want to stay. They don't want to have to move to have a job where they can really support their family with dignity. So it definitely impacts, you know, the makeup of the industry by starting in that fifth grade age range. 
And I also think it's so important for our local economies to keep those high wage jobs right here at home. Well, we're speaking with Stacy Doe Han Lane. She is the director of the Youth Coding League and their partnership with Crowder College as they uh, uh, help fund uh, local school districts around here uh, with uh, coding classes. And um, take someone inside. What does a, a coding class look like for these students? I know um, each school might be a little bit different, but what um, what are they getting into when they dive into one of these classes? Yeah, so we run the Youth Coding League like a sports league. Um, we think that the kids learn when they're having a lot more fun. So we've tried to inject this really fun, competitive element to the Youth Coding League. So these kids are meeting once or twice a week after school. They're coached by a teacher in their school who knows them and has that relationship with them. They are working through a curriculum that teaches them the basics of coding and computer science, computational thinking, it's helping them learn how to debug and look at the, the QA, the quality assurance of their, of their projects. Um, they're learning resiliency is they have to like really dig in and figure out if, why something might not be working right. So they're learning so many amazing things and they're doing it in this really great team environment. Um, each week they complete a project that applies that computer science skill they learn that week. We go in and we score all of their work. We upload their scores to their coder profile at youthcodingleague.com. So these young coders can then go home and show the grown-up in their life. Look what I did this week, and I am ranked here as an individual coder across the entire league as a whole, all nine states across the U.S. that we have Youth Coding League teams in. They get to compete with all of those kids and all of those teams, and they can do it without ever having to leave their schools in Southwest Missouri. Mm-hmm. That's really powerful for schools, too. They're, they're not having to budget school buses for transportation. Yeah. Um, we also outfit these kids in team jerseys and hats. We customize it to their school colors. We want these young coders who are doing well in the league to walk through the hallways of their school in their jersey and feel just as valued by their school community as the starting football quarterback or the head cheerleader might feel. So that's the vibe that we're going for with the Youth Coding League, with the competitive element and the way we set it up for these kids. Well, that's a great vibe to have because... In reality, not everyone is meant to play football. Not everyone's meant to play volleyball. Not everyone's meant to code. We all have different things we like to do. And so mm-hmm. these coding things, I think, are, are giving students out there the confidence and self-esteem that they need to, to try something new, try something maybe out of their comfort zone early on. But they realize, man, this is something I really want to do in the future. So it's it's working both ways. It's helping with the self-esteem aspect. It's helping with the, the learning skills and also preparing them for their future. I couldn't agree more. Um, and I think it's interesting to my boss, Chris, and I always joke that this was always about bringing what we think are critically important future ready skills to students as quickly as we can and as best as we can. But there's also that whole side benefit that you just touched on. You know, they get to build confidence for a lot of these kids. This is the first time they've really found their place in the sun within their school community. And they get to do that through the Youth Coding League. There's some really powerful kind of character development attributes at play with the Youth Coding League as well. Do you mind if I tell you one quick story about a student? Okay. So a couple years back um, in a very rural, pretty high poverty school district that we had a Youth Coding League team in, we had a young gentleman join the team. And he did not join because he had a burning desire to learn how to code. He joined because it was one day a week where he got to stay at school a little bit later, which breaks your heart if you think about it. Mm-hmm. So he joins and he his coach shared with me later that he had been behind his peers since kindergarten. Academics were a big struggle for him and he had to work very hard to make C's and D's. So he gets in the Youth Coding League and realizes pretty quickly, like, wait, I can do this and I can be good at this. 
so he does really well. He ended up winning most improved coder for that season, which is wonderful. But I think the best part about it was his coach shared that he had never had a peer look at him and say, hey, how'd you do that? Could you help me? Could you help me make my project look like yours? Or I'm stuck. Can you help me get unstuck? And for him, having his peers look at him that he has value to add, Mm -hmm. that was completely transformative for him. So the impacts and the benefits of the youth coding league, like you just pointed out, do really go well beyond the skill set that these kids are learning. And uh, getting to be a part of the team is always, always a great thing. And teammates can lean upon each other. And you, you form new friendships when this happens as well. So a lot of great things happening because of the, the Youth Coding League. And uh, the funding has allowed Crowder College to sponsor Youth Coding Leagues at Carthage, the 6th Grade Center, Cassville Intermediate, Lamar West Elementary, Liberal Elementary, Neosho Middle School, Knoll Elementary, Knoll Junior High, South Middle School, and Web City Middle School. And Stacy, finally, um, if there's uh, parents or grandparents out there listening to this uh, interview who have kids in those districts, what's the best way for them to talk to somebody at the school? Do they talk to a counselor? Do they talk to someone in the administration about how they can get their kids involved in the Youth Coding League? Oh, that's such a great question. Um, They can reach out to an educator that they have a good rapport with or their school's leadership, and they can just share, hey, I'd really like this to be available to my kiddo. Um, And then I've already reached out to all of these school's administrators so they can get right back with me, and hopefully we can make this happen for those kids. Well, Stacey, it sounds like a wonderful program. It's impacting lives. It's changing lives. Just in that one story that we heard from you, how lives are being changed and kids are are growing and are going to do great things as they head out on their own and a a chance to, to make an impact in the world. And thank you for everything that you're doing through the Youth Coding League. It's a gift to get to do this for a living every day. And we are so fortunate to get to partner with Crowder College to work with the schools in their backyard um, across our show me state um, to get to get to know their school communities as well. So we feel very fortunate um, for this partnership and for the work that we've gotten to do in conjunction with Crowder College. Well, Stacey, keep up the great work and thank you for being with us on This Week in Crowder College. Thank you so much, Adam. You guys take care. Thank you for listening to This Week in Crowder College. This Week in Crowder College is sponsored by the law offices of Wood and Peterson in Neo Show. You can listen to this broadcast again by going online to kneo.org or to crowder.edu. Tune in once again next week for another edition of This Week in Crowder College on KNEO 91.7 FM.